Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith over here broadcasting live on this uh, foggy day, and I hope it clears out because I'm going to try to go to the beach with the kids for spring break, right? I have G- Giffney Nagel across the table from us. Good morning. From me. There's really only one. <laughs> Uh, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Co-work annex, right? Yep. So we're going to talk about some cool stuff. Yep. Um, one of the cool things, and I just want to put this in perspective is that you and I have been living somewhat of the same world and speaking somewhat of the same language and same vision. We know same members of the family and it's taken like this long, but finally here you are. And so it's, it's, it's very cool to put all the pieces together, right? And watch the, the red thread of life. It is. And I think what's really funny, and I think this is the perfect segue into kind of what is co-working. So, you know, in the, in your building, I've been in this building, um, at least 15 times. I had no like, idea we were here, did you? No, I had no idea you were here and I had not met you. And like we are, I work two blocks yeah. from you and I have, and you know, we, we, we have the same kind of things mm-hmm. that we're working on. And so I find it just almost a little bit ridiculous in this given our proximity that we have not connected yet. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is a common thing in Pensacola. It is. To be honest. It, for such a small town, it really is kind of unbelievable how you can go with that. You, you can go without meeting certain people mm-hmm. and we just get fixed in our circles. Um, and I think mobility or, you know, either social mobility, it, it's not that it's not hard here, but I do think that we get really fixed in our circles and mm-hmm. sort of set in our little paths and, it's kind you of stay in a lane so much you don't even look to the left or right anymore. Exactly. It's really hard. So I just think it's kind of funny that here we are finally connecting and we've just probably had uh, many missed connections. Yeah. Um, and that's what's great about, um, what, what I'm working on and my little labor of love and my project, um, co-work annex. Um, you got to have a passion for this kind of stuff oh, yeah. to do what you do. It's, you know, this is, this is, um, it's, it's so much more. And, and I'll just kind of say, you know, co-working, as you can imagine, I mean, the basic definition is that you're working in the same space mm-hmm. with other people. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference between a co-worker at work and an office for an employee, you know, as an employee or right. organization is that, you know, in a co-work setting, uh, you are working with people who work <clears throat> for all different companies, potentially themselves. Mm-hmm. They're either remote workers, freelancers, independent contractors. Maybe it's people who, travel and come into town. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they need a place to land. Um, this, this model, the real estate aspect of it isn't new. Um, Regis is a national sure. franchise that rents out desks yep. and it's literally like or a conference hotel. space or they don't care who lines. you are. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't care who you are and they don't care what your name is and they don't care if you meet the guy sitting next to you. Right. Um, that's not their model. In fact, though, because co-working is such a huge trend worldwide, it is a proven successful model it's not going away yeah it's just getting bigger so but let's talk about that for a second because i think that you know there's two different kinds right there's the kind where you can go and share the desk and do the thing you want to do and you can call it co-working space and you know you've got buddies that'll meet you there to work on some maybe homework whatever but then you've got people like you who really understand the power of of a space like this uh, whether it's the incubator coworker like we're in right here mm-hmm. for collab or it is just straight up co-work space. The fact that you can take it and model it and really 
hone in on the collaboration and watch people hang out together. All of a sudden ideas are born. And next thing you know, you either have the next Facebook, the next best invention or a new business that's feeding, you know, families and employees. A lot of people prior to, I don't know what, maybe the last 10 years, it's really kind of grown. Mm -hmm. They, they weren't used to that or or didn't understand the capability there, right? Not even, that doesn't even count like the farming of companies and capital investors and AC and all that kind of stuff that you can do. But so to watch you take it on like that is awesome. That's refreshing. It's not just real estate, like you said. Right. There are a lot of the co-work spaces that don't do that, right? It's just, hey, have a cheap office for a little while. Right. Well, and let's not discount that. I do think that, you know, that is important because, you know, part of my and part of the reason that brings me into this building all the time is that I am part of that group that's assessing the mm-hmm. um, that's trying to map the entrepreneurial assets that currently exist in this community. And there's studies everywhere that show, you know, we have this acronym that we use called FASTER. You have to have funding. You have to have advice. You have to have space. You have to have training. You have to have events. And you have to have research. I need a pen. That's a good one. <clears throat> so all that that faster. Well, we started out with fast as the acronym, and then we added, we added um, the E and the R. And so you know, it. I don't want to dismiss because as I started to realize this when we were sitting in all these meetings um, with Florida West and UWF and mm-hmm. a lot of the stakeholders around entrepreneurial and economic development. And I started to look and I started, to me, it was very obvious instantly. And maybe, you know, some of it is that I've been in Atlanta for 24 years working. I mean, I'm a marketer, but I've been doing, you know, work with B2B tech startups and, um, you know, major brands. But, you know, I know what the te- what a tech community looks like and what a startup community mm-hmm. looks like. And you, you've got a different lens and you yeah. get it. You see the potential as opposed to the hurdles, right? Right. And I think one of the hurdles is, you know, certainly... Um, and, and with the renaissance of downtown and, you know, the, the massive uh, increase in uh, the, the pricing. I mean, I'll just be honest with you right now, the residential and business mm-hmm. real estate downtown is on par with Peachtree Street in Midtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And yet we don't have those incomes and we don't have that market size to to support. Mm-hmm. So it's we're at an interesting time right now. But we do have an infrastructure. We do have an infrastructure. That's awesome. We do. And so, but I guess what I'm saying is it makes it very difficult for a sure, startup a or an entre- entrepreneur to go into a five-year lease, not knowing if next, you know, six months mm-hmm. from now he's going to be in business. So what this does just at a commodity level, it creates a place for entrepreneurs. It, it takes some of the fear and the hurdles sure, out of like, sure. look, okay, yes, I can have a space that I can rent month to month, month to month. Right. We have private office. I can get out of the house for a little while yes, if I need to think. I might be able to find and connect with um, a coder or, you know, a, mar- a social, a digital marketer or a mm-hmm. social media person who can help me. Um, Without and, having to pay retainer fees and that kind right, of stuff. Like, There's a lot of conversation that happens here in these things and a lot of learning right. that you don't have to pay for, right? Because it's, it's knowledge and people want to share it and talk and. Well, it's and a there's a great environment. For and business. there's the barter community. I mean, we have people in our space who barter. Okay. Like I can do this for you. You can do this for me. And that happens in our community all the time. And you feel like you should bring like furs and stuff right. with you. Right. Right. I mean, sacks of corn. You know, n- not here. We need a different commodity to trade in, in Florida. No furs. Um, yeah. No sand either. <laughs> that's right. Um, so I think, um, I think that part is really good. But one of the things I instantly saw here, a big hole and a big gap in the entrepreneurial ecosystem is business ideation, 
business validation. Mm-hmm. I see entrepreneurs who, by the time they get to my space, they have expended already max their credit mm-hmm. cards potentially already, you know, maybe gone down a path that had they known they would have gotten connected to an IP attorney right. quicker. Right. Um, Made seven of the 10 mistakes that you shouldn't right. make in the beginning. Right. So our, my hope is not only that, I mean, you know, innovation center is a little bit cliche. Um, I would like to create a community that is sort of a place where the seeds and the business ideas get planted, mm-hmm. watered and started. And then, you know, CIE. We're told that they don't, that they're not going to work. That's another thing too. Uh, there's a lot of people that I've watched go through this that really just needed to be told this is not a viable thing. Right. And it's okay that it's not a viable thing. Right. Don't, you know, hurt yourself trying to make it a viable thing. Right. right? I mean, you want to fail. Do Many businesses else. fail. You want to fail on paper. And you want to love failing too. You got to yeah. love it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a lesson. You know, my husband and I actually moved here. He was a tech guy. We moved here to open a distillery. And that was what brought us here because the Florida law changed. Mm-hmm. It was very, what I, what I realized as I was putting myself through this process here and trying to contact the chamber. I'm so looking forward to this distillery too. Oh, listen, I, we were too. <laughs> but you know, the bottom line is, I mean, we spent, we did all our homework. We had to really pull information. Mm-hmm. It was hard. It mm-hmm. was not, it's not conducive. It is very difficult to get the information that you need to do business here sometimes. And, you know, now as we were going through that I was going to say, now you know where it is. So yes. now it's easier yes. to do, right? Well, now I can say, okay, I know now where the challenges exist to try to form a business mm-hmm. here, to start one, or even just to validate your model or your rev model or your idea mm-hmm. and to do so locally. And, you know, we were certainly looking for more of a regional, national footprint eventually later on, but you have to own your local market, mm-hmm. um, especially for what we were doing. Now, we have put it to bed. Um, because it doesn't work. And I'd rather fail at that stage mm-hmm. and say, you know what? It's, it's, it's not moving forward than to fail when I've maxed yeah. my credit cards out, when I, you know, when I'm in the process, because it's not only financially debilitating, it's demoralizing as an entrepreneur. Sure. You got to pick yourself back up and, you know, have the so confidence. I, I'm amazed over. though that, that because, you know, and everybody, a lot of people, not everybody, a lot of people would hear that and say, Okay, it's not feasible to do a distillery here. And you guys figured that out, right? And instead of saying, okay, we failed, mm-hmm. you were able to say, I would think that that's not the end, right? Because you guys could have moved. Right. You could have gone somewhere where it would have been sustainable. Right. right. But you chose not to. Well, yeah, we could have gone to Gulf Shores yeah. or 38. And yeah. that, those Which were is not, not our... that far from here to begin, you know? Yeah. Those were not our, that's, that was not our choices. And then let me also be clear, um, what works for a business model, it's not necessarily that a distillery won't work here. It did not work for our financial goals. Sure. It did not work for where we are in life it's and what we want out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just did not work for us in particular. It's not to say that it can't work here. Right. Um, it's just. That's, so, and that's a good point, too. So, like, what's the metric, right? You right. guys weren't weren't measuring whether the market could sustain it. You were measuring whether it's well, going to reach the goals that you wanted to reach. We were weathering. We, we, we were weathering. We were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. We were definitely looking at that, but you know, where we are in our life, we were like, there's other, we have other business, we have a million other businesses that we can pursue. And mm-hmm. we started looking at it saying, you know what, for the amount of work effort and where we are in our lives and our personal, you know, life goals, this does not, this is not an alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say that somebody who's 20, I mean, I'm 45. Sure. It's not to say that somebody who's 20 couldn't go schlep right. for five years making peanuts and do it and yep. have a 
financial windfall and it'd it's, be great. It's the mom and pop that I, I would always find after the kids went to college and mom was a really good cook because she made great meatloaf and they mm-hmm. were like, we're going to open a restaurant. I was like, yeah, somebody needs to tell them not to. Right. Yeah. So I get it. And that's cool. But we need that here. We do. We need it. And, you know, it's funny because I also think that there's a, a gap in the system for local mom and pop. So, you know, I, I'm very involved. Uh, one of my clients, I'm a consultant, but one of my clients is One Pop Fox Place. And it's been interesting as we've, you know, put new retail and um, just the different businesses that are going into One Pop Fox. I am very present to the lack of support that they have for just moving forward on basic stuff. I mean, we don't really have a place for those people to go um, because everybody here is really focused on, you know, are you going to make an impact, you know, outside of Pensacola? Are you going to mm-hmm. do sales outside of Pensacola? So it really leaves a, a spot, a hole mm-hmm. for people just trying to open a boutique or, you know, a restaurant. Um, so I'd like to see more of that at that level also, because we need that too. That's part of placemaking. Yep. That's part of what makes a city great when you have great restaurants and you have, you know, nonprofits that start. So I think one of the things that I'm really pleased to see, you know, I love that um, some of the, you know, there's another co-working space in town that is working there's on some social five other co-working spaces, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I, 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 by the way, this is my call to action. Like I would love for all of them for us to just hang out. Yes. One we, month you know, we, we go do. to one, one month we go to the next one. And yep. there's five of us. I think, you know, coming from a large market, um, People don't worry about the size of the pie and the, and is my, are you going to take my slice or my piece? I just make piece? a bigger pie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the pie just gets bigger. And, you know, so that's not my mentality. And when I came here, I was very just kind of shocked at that, you know, people still have this Pensacola is our market and it's only this big. So if you can't infringe upon it and I can't help you or even talk to you mentality because it's just not a growth mindset. And what I am very present to with what is going on with the BP money and Triumph Gulf Coast is that if we want that money, if we really want that money, we have to act from Panama City mm-hmm. or if you want to count all the different counties. We have to collaborate. Involved, we have to act as one metropolitan mm-hmm. region because we are competing. The panhandle, Northwest Florida, is competing with large markets. So we can't afford for infighting. Yeah, because Miami and, uh, and Orlando yeah. and Tampa, they're all going after it, right? And well, they weren't even really touched. Things are looking really good now for, for Northwest Florida to get it. But the kinds of projects that are going to be funded by that money, and, you know, certainly I'm interested in 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 – you know, the groups around here getting that money for economic development and mm-hmm. entrepreneurial support, you know, the kinds but of some projects, of them lacked imagination, didn't they? Well, I haven't seen I haven't seen any of the projects yet. I'm not sure that they've been all submitted or put forward yeah. yet. Um, but the kinds that are going to make a difference are ones that have a long term 10 year, 20 year impact. And it's hard for people to wrap their heads around that. But I think if we can coordinate with Northwest Florida and not compete with Panama City or Fort Walton Beach, but celebrate those resources you know, make sure that we are not repeating the same. I'm not buying the same equipment that he has yeah. because we're collaborating and mm-hmm. we, we can't, we have to do that in this economy today, Northwest Florida, Pensacola. We have to, yeah, this um, is a weird market, isn't it? Well, I just think that, you know, we can't afford for the County and the city and, you know, all the powers that be to be on different pages. Mm-hmm. We really all have to be uh, on the same page. We, we just do. So growing up here, uh, moved down here in 89. So growing up here and I've stayed as far away from politics as, as always, but you know, when I left here, 
for college in 96, it was tumbleweeds down, down Palafox, down town, all of that. And you just, and it, it seemed like every time you took two steps forward, you took five steps back, right? Because you're right. People weren't on the same page. They weren't believing in the same thing or they were scared. They were scared of somebody taking whatever piece of their pie they had. So now we've watched. I, so then I did leadership Pensacola in 2012 and I discovered there are, there's so much here like world renowned stuff here that I had no clue. And I'd lived here my entire life. After doing that, something happened where it was like, okay, this is kind of neat. Something needs to change. Right mm -hmm. now with, with, with business radio X and all the entrepreneurs and, and tech stuff that we get into and we see for the first time, not only in my life, but I think just here in probably my generation in Pensacola, there's life here. And there are people that want to make a change. There's still those that are scared and maybe need some direction, but there is enough here now to have some momentum that the old stuff's just not going to work anymore because it's just not going to work. <laughs> so I totally We're very agree. truthful these I mean, days. No, I, I agree. And one of the things that I'm seeing in the Coworkanics community is, and this is what's great, and I think what has been a a historical problem in Pensacola is, first of all, I grew up here too, and some of the most talented people that mm -hmm. are out in the world, mm -hmm. this place has this crazy yeah. knack for breeding some incredibly talented yeah. people. And a lot of them are my friends, and they've gone off and done amazing things all over the world in major cities like mm -hmm. New York City. And, you know, yeah, everywhere from famous sports guys, football players to, uh, juggling Guinness Book World Record champions. I mean, there's yeah. lots of unbelievable people that come from Robotics here. and stuff. I mean, it's crazy. Well, we've had a problem retaining our young talent. It tends to leave. And so one of the things that I think at least a place like Cowork does, I mean, I've got people like, say, freelancers, for example. Um, number one, we have some pretty amazing military spouses that come from Seattle, mm -hmm. you know, and they have so much to offer this community, but they have no way to get involved or mm -hmm. engage here really um we we haven't done a great job as a community of you know embracing and bringing in those military families i mean aside mm -hmm. from waving to them from the plane at, out at the beach you know yeah, you're right it is still pretty segregated well and i'm seeing a huge change i'm seeing military wives coming in because they're trying to make you know this home and um, I'm, we, we are connecting. We, we already have some amazing connection stories mm -hmm. of, of, of what's happening. But the other thing is we've got people from, like, I got a woman who works for a London PR firm mm -hmm. in my space. I got a guy who is the only founder of a startup that he's not in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is in Silicon Valley. And then I've got, um, I mean, I have a lot of people who come from big cities and that's an adjustment mm -hmm. to come here. And it can be such an adjustment that people don't stay. Because it's super hard to figure out where your people are. Mm -hmm. But what's so cool about Cowork is it's like I saw this um, meme the other day that was like, you know, introverts unite on your couches at home. <laughs> and it's kind of that way yeah. for people who don't fit into the traditional Pensacola business uh, society. Yeah. They're not in Rotary. And yeah. They probably will never be in Rotary. Yeah. Um, these people are now finding some common people. And it's like a, I mean, it's like a gym. I explain co-working all the time. Like it's like a gym in the sense that you could go buy an elliptical and work at home, right? but you don't have anybody holding you accountable yep. and you only have one machine instead of like in a co-working space, for example, you now have 11,000 square feet mm -hmm. and all of this, the brain power that and all the brain power, you got all these people that, you know, like you and I would have already met 
potentially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So there's been times I've tried to make it over too, but we've just gotten stuck yeah, here. It's, I mean, it's so funny the way the whole universe thing has worked for us. So. It's life. It's life, but it's, we call it accelerated serendipity. Yep. There you go. You know? I, I totally agree. So, you know, you said it though, there is nothing better than when I get stuck or I have a problem. And this is, this is new for people too. But when I get stuck or have a problem in one of the four, five businesses that Calvin and I own and we try to run, the first thing I do is go find people to talk to, right? A lot of times, old school, the uh, generation before me, they didn't, they wouldn't do that. They would keep their business to themselves or hire the one consultant, right? But now obviously with Google, you've got information everywhere. But the best ideas we've had have come from like six or seven people sitting around the room talking. Well, the beautiful thing about that is, you know, if you are a team of engineers, you're going to approach the problem and everybody's got the same mm-hmm. filter. Now, if you insert yourself into a community where you've got a teacher, an artist, mm-hmm. an engineer, um, a, a marketing person, person yeah, yeah, marketing, yeah, yeah a, an accountant, you're going to yeah. have the most all um, for free too, because you guys are just all hanging out in the same room, right? Your 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 outcome is going to be that much more creative and that much more uh, robust. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think you can't multidisciplinary teams. That's a big thing in mm-hmm. colleges. I know University of West Florida was looking at trying to was really working on uh, multidisciplinary, like mm-hmm. mixing different schools. Yeah, together. I, see, I didn't get into any of that stuff until after college. Mm-hmm. So when I was in school, they weren't if they were teaching that, and I took sociology. So if they were teaching that. Either A, wasn't in class that day, or uh, B, it was not framed in a way that, that was, you know, easy to, to, to grasp. Doing LEAP and Berkman methods and colors and, and the way that your psyche works and figuring out your strengths and your weaknesses, the self-awareness piece. Oh, my gosh. In the last three years has been exponential growth for me in my life. Mm. It's fantastic. Well, you know, it's funny because back to sort of the real estate and the physical space piece of it, universities weren't set up. Their campus, mm-hmm. the physical buildings were not set up for inter- interdisciplinary and multidisciplinary right. teams and classes. Yeah, you had thinking. school of this, school of that, school right. of this, school of that. Yeah. And if you think about the way a corporation is set up too, I mean, a big company, they are compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. All of IT is here. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of that obviously is for productivity and efficiency, but, you know. <laughs> and wiring. <laughs> yeah, more in wiring. But more and more companies are taking that approach of, you know, how do we get everybody talking to each other and that are different, you know, mm-hmm. because they're proven outcomes that it works. Um, I mean, I, I see it now on a very small scale. You see it here at Colab, mm-hmm. you know, they're on a very small scale. Uh, and I think Google does a really good job of it too. From my understanding is that every team that's in there is like six to eight people. And it's just like you said, you have one marketing person, one tech, one sales, one, so, and they all make up a team. So at some point they all have to learn the other stuff, but you really get the multi, what do you call multidisciplinary? Mm-hmm. What a different way of like attacking a problem, right? Or an opportunity or, I mean, that's a good way to get success. Coming from the kitchen world, for me, that's how it always was. You always had one saute, one fry, one salad guy, one dessert, one dish, you know, so you had, you had to have all the pieces of the machine for it to work, right? right? Well, how uninspiring. To be the saucier every night and only, you know, never, it's mm-hmm. really, there's no creative process. Oh, I mean, cross training was like, oh, please let me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause some nights they just, I just want to wash dishes. Right. Some nights I want to cook on the line. So, right. Yeah. And, and that was, that was like, that was the badge of honor, right? Once you could work all of those stations, <laughs> but you had to have each of those pieces. Right. Right. And they're definitely different personalities, even in the restaurant world. A saute guy does not work like a grill guy does. Right. 
Right. You know, or tackle this, the problem in the same way. Right. So, you know, one of the things that when I started to really get deeper and deeper into the entrepreneurial community, into the business community here, I started really realizing, you know, and some of it was just for my own, like what I needed, the things that I missed from mm-hmm. a larger market. Um, and I'd learned so much from that. How I wanted many to were bring in here. it? How many were in Atlanta? Um, how many co-work spaces were there? Oh gosh. Um, well, certainly there were some smaller ones that weren't like, I mean, now you have the major franchises of co-work mm-hmm. like, um, uh, we work, which is ugh, go look, Google them and see what they're worth. Billions yeah. and billions of dollars. um, they, you know, we work and, you know, industrious is another one. And so for a long time, we just had smaller ones. And I would say we had more tech type incubators than we did co-work spaces. But that so has changed. five to 10. Yeah, on probably. Average. I bet there's way more now. Okay. I mean, I keep seeing London has two. Right? Oh, that can't be right. London has two. I mean, they've got a little pockets, yeah. but they've got two. Like, I mean, official. as far as major ones. Right. Yeah. We have five, six. So we have yes six. and no. We don't have six, I don't think. Yeah. I keep track. <laughs> so you get um, co-work, collab. And I know some are different co- models. So I, yeah, co-work, co-lab. collab, social desk. Yep. Work, work, work base. Play, work base. Uh, CIE, which is kind of f- for those students that are out there. I mean, CIE. not CIE, this, uh, UWS CFE. Oh, okay. I don't know that one. And then there's one more. You think in the stables, the Pulse does? Yes. So the stables, you know, Drew's awesome. I love the Pulse guys. Um, that is, I mean, according to him, I mean, it's not, there's not really a whole lot of product in terms of right. desks. So he's not really sort of uh, promoting himself, I think, as much of like general co-working well, as Well, other people are, so he might want to think about that. <laughs> well, you know, that's good. I, at the end of the day, my only thing is this, you know, Pensacola, you know, obviously I know, like I'm pretty good at, assessing market stuff. That's what we've been doing mm-hmm. for the last two years for the mm-hmm. distillery. And, you know, there's it's a, it's a numbers game. I mean, somebody's not going to get the market share, right? But I think that if we can be smart about it and everybody says, and we're collaborative and we say, look, here's who I'm helping. Here's who I'm serving. Like, I'm really clear who my target audience is. I, you know, why don't you do this and I'll do this? Because at the end of the day, the, the, the challenges that we have are big enough that we, there's room for all of us, mm-hmm. but we just all have to be committed to not undercutting each other or, you know, just competing the, with each the other. The end game. We yeah. all have to be on the same page for the end right. game. And I, I'm, and I'm I think an, that that mentality is there with the people with the that, spaces. that inhabit those spaces. The people that are driving the bus. I think need a little bit of, of nudge and let's pull them to a table kind of thing because there's some that don't understand it. Like you understand it or I understand mm-hmm. it and there's power in the way that that's understood. There's some that want it. It's private. It's a, it's a private entity and mm-hmm. I, we get all of that. But I think those that inhabit a co-work space or, or an incubator understand the power of collaboration. Yes. Right. And understand that ideas are ideas. And even if somebody takes one and runs with it, you can get another one. They're free. Right. Right. So I see the people being the ones to say, Hey, let's figure all of this out and sort of start nesting and building something so that we get a resource here and a resource there and we can connect it all. Right. Well, you know what I think is interesting? So, you know, if you, 
what is it? If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything mm-hmm. or anything. So, you know, at Cowork, I became sort of really clear in the beginning that, you know, we were going to be a stand for basically growth, not just professional growth, but like we want people that walk through our doors to feel like whatever they are doing in life, they have somebody who's holding them accountable in the most fun kind of way, in the most, you know, productive kind of Mm -hmm. way. And whether that is that you have some life goal or, you know, personal goal or whether it's a professional goal. Um, my goal is, okay, what do I think is good for this community? And what do I think is good for, say, a startup or an entrepreneur or a freelancer? For me, one of the pieces was wellness. You know, like, I, this is a community that I think... Um, Suffers. Big I think, time. I think... We're so far from a blue zone, it's not even funny. Right. So one of my things was like, you know, I come from a place that's a wellness community. And I came from a company that was the top 250 in America for wellness. And I saw the difference that it made in people's personal Mm -hmm. lives and their work lives. And Mm -hmm. thought, you know, this is something that I can bring into this cohort space. And I, I mean, we want to, in our space, we are looking to transform the business community because we are a transient community, much like a gym. Um, my hope is that when people come to our space, they say, wow, this is the most supportive growth oriented mm-hmm. space. And they care. They want me to be well, you know, they care about, you know, taking, giving back more than we take. And so I hope that that goes viral. Like, I hope that that spreads. That's my, that's we're my with goal. you. That's my goal. Yeah. And I think, um, in fact, Megan will be here on Friday because we're going to blue zone. Well, I love her. Just we, we're going to start with some things in here. Yeah. And just she and I support. She and I are on the same page about, you know, what, what and it is doesn't possible have to be all granola and tree. That's, that's the uh, misconception, but because I'm the same way. St. Louis was where I was before, but then I've done a lot of travel and obviously being a chef in the, in the previous life. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have nice food and good things. You know, as a first choice, it make you're right. It makes a difference. We have all of that stuff here. We do. Why is it not put in the place that it should be put? We do. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, I just want a place where people can come and feel supported in whatever it is yeah. they're doing. And, um, you know, obviously we want metrics and results and outcomes. Um, and we want support. I mean, at the end of the day, for these places, I mean, for the co-work spaces to, I don't, we don't know yet. It's an, it's not a proven mm-hmm. model in this market. You know, we mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen. But well, I don't know what the other ones stand for either. Cause I mean, so we're an incubator, right? Mm-hmm. So really, I think the end game for us here is to give you ground to pretty much just run with just about anything, but mostly scalability, right? You've right. got your overhead stuff that's low. Right. We've got the, the things that we do that they do here are tailored to mm-hmm. growing your business. So you've got a concept, you, you've got a product, you don't, you, you're done with maybe the co-works part and right. you, you need a little bit of permanent office, right? And, and we're going to help you grow and scale. And some of that includes selling outside of Pensacola, right? Right. But that's a whole mindset thing too. Right. That needs to happen. This market's only so big. It's, right. it's island time. Right. And that's okay. But, uh, you know, like social desk. I don't know if that what their niche sort of thing is. Um, the stables, I don't know. I've not been to a uh, work base, but I have a feeling they're a lot like co-work, right? It's so, pods. you know, what I think is, uh, what I think, you know, and I don't know, I don't pretend to know like what their mission and vision is. Yeah. But I will say this. I, I believe in putting a stake in the ground and saying, this is what I believe, yeah. you know, after studying this community, this is what I believe would be good for this community. 
But here's the deal. And I told this to our community manager the other day. You know, at the end of the day, the community becomes what it wants to be. Exactly. And, you know, you can enroll people in your possibility. But, you know, if if you are not willing to let it evolve naturally and organically, Mm -hmm. then you kind of it can never be bigger than you. It can never be bigger than you. It's much like a company that you're trying to grow and scale. If you continue to have the same vision that you had and you're rigorous in 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 that same vision that you had when you started the company, then you will never be able to scale and grow mm-hmm. because you can't get past your own self. When you allow other people to come in and start to influence mm-hmm. you, whether it's in a cohort community or an incubator or whatever it is. You become things you never even knew existed. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't pretend to think that I know what's necessarily going to work for this community or is best for this community. However, you know, you got to start somewhere and you got to protect it too. Yep. You have to have a vision and a mission Mm -hmm. and then be very protective of that mission. And that's the same with a company. You have a focus and you don't do what doesn't come out of the mission filter. Mm -hmm. If it, you know, if what comes out the other side, uh, if it makes it past the, does this, is this fit our mission and vision, then you do it. And it makes it very easy to make decisions in an organization when, or a business when you know that. So, but at the same time, you can't be completely attached to it. If it needs to evolve, it needs to evolve. So I'm looking forward to seeing what these different cohort communities yeah. evolve into, and they will determine what it needs to be. It's funny too, because there's a lot of stuff that I read just in philosophical and business theory. Don't worry about the details. Right. Right. And watch what happens. Because the second you start focusing on what it should look like, you stop it from what it's going to look like. Right. Nine times out of 10, what it's going to look like is way more powerful than what you think it should look like, right? Exactly. We are so limiting in our beliefs sometimes. Yes, totally. So Calvin and I are an example. We started a business and I started Business Radio X just to start Business Radio X. I knew what it was capable of doing and I knew it would be great addition to here. But as we progressed with what we were doing, we went from just wanting to have a business to we've got a purpose. Like this has evolved into... Because of collaboration and other people, we have a mission. We have something that is greater than ourselves. That makes it a lot easier to get up every day and do some stuff. And, you know, an entrepreneur's life is like one day you're on cloud nine and the next day you're like, yeah. I, why did I That's do this? I want to go show. back to my old job. You know, it's, it's terrifying. So if you don't have a purpose and a passion yep. that you wake up to every single day, then you better start over. <sighs> I mean, and so if we can be that passion and fuel for the days that you come in. Or just and, tell them to like start there. Right. Right. Like right. I wish I'd been told to start there. Right. Well, you know, it's a perfect example. We, we walk the, we, we walk the walk and talk the talk, you know, because we have been in an, we're in an old, historically redeveloped, massively mm-hmm. under construction facility, you know, there's been all kinds of delays because essentially Cowork Annex on the second floor of the Brent building is the heartbeat of the entire development. Mm-hmm. Every single mechanical and electrical plumbing thing had to go through it. And there was a lot of uncertainties. So we've been delayed, but you know what? That did not stop us. What we said was we're going to the third floor of the Brent building and I don't care if I have card tables, mm-hmm. you know, I'm starting because that's what startups do. That's what people who have passion and drive mm-hmm. do. They just start. They don't care if it looks nice. Day or- one will always be your worst. And yeah. it will only get better from there. Well, right? you know, we, we make do. I mean, if you are an entrepreneur, you figure it out in the face of challenges. I have to schlep a TV sometimes and tables down to Dollar Heights, which is my event space, uh-huh. um, to host. It's a great event space, too, oh, by the way. I mean, it could be worse. I mean, It's hey, not Dollar Heights anymore, though, right? No, it's it's not. the barbershop. And then well, I just noticed that Evan has got some of his stuff in there. Well, it's... The art gallery. So it's so funny because... 
Friday, this past Friday, we hosted, um, uh, there's a, a new workforce development, uh, nonprofit in town, um, that is doing amazing or going to do amazing work, but there's a tech crisis we have here. We don't have, you know, we don't have enough trained workers for the tech companies that are here. Yeah. We can't get tech companies. No tech company will come here if there is no talent pool, period. Unless so, they bring their own. Which and, is, and then which even most then, of the ones that are here have brought their own. And even then, that's a problem because once you're here, if it doesn't work out for you at that company, you can't switch jobs. There's nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. So people, they just don't do it. So we have a lot of work to do in terms of developing a talent pool here. If we ever want to have some kind of a tech community and it's not that it can't be done, it can. So, but <laughs> Invictus Knowledge Institute is one of our partners and they're going to be headquartered in it our is? space. It's called Invictus Knowledge Institute oh, and awesome. it's a workforce development training company. So if you are somebody who, you know, thinks, I mean, You'd be surprised. There's a lot of people who don't even have high school degrees, but mm -hmm. who are so qualified. And so uh, we're partnering with them. But we had a meeting on Friday. We hosted it. And we had Wilford's Barbershop over in the mm -hmm. corner. Who's in Which their, is awesome. Who's in their temp spot about to come into the the. Oh, next, they're moving? Well, yeah. That's not their permanent spot. Oh, see, I they're thought just, it was a great spot well, for them. Well, their new spot's going to be even better. It's cool. next to Pita Pit, kind of. Okay. And so we have them. And then we have... Um, so we had them in there, and then we had a pop-up gallery getting ready for the yeah. night, for gallery night. And the glass blowers were all there, so, and we're on the board too for gallery night. Right. So we got to watch all of this happen. So and then we had this meeting going on in the back, and I'm like, uh, okay, it's a little bit, you know, this is welcome to the shared economy. Welcome to the, you know, mm -hmm. use what you need and share with everybody else. Welcome to the Airbnb, Uber. Mm -hmm. It's not different. We have got to start sharing resources and being. Getting out of our traditional mindset of like, I need a, you know, 200 square foot office to myself. Right. I mean, you don't, you don't. Minimize. Um, yeah. We really just need to use exactly what we need and not more. And the cool thing is, is that we are going in that direction because the more expensive real estate becomes, it, it forces yeah. us to do that. That bubble is going to burst. It's, well, we'll it's coming. We'll you know, see. it's coming. You can't go as long as it's gone. It's going to burst. Well, hopefully it won't say, burst as bad as it did in 2008. Well, but. if it bursts, you know, the co-working model just Still becomes works. more uh, valuable, more valuable. Because yeah. like I said, you're you're really the cooler thing, too, is think about it. We have what Navy, Federal, Gulf Power. If, you know, very few people in this community will ever have an opportunity to work for a large company mm -hmm. where you have all those amenities like, you know, an mm -hmm. HR thing that, you know, plans wellness competitions and things like that or but the cool thing about what we're doing at Cowork is our programming, um, our space, it's like working for a big company. And it's also eliminating future problems of bubbles. Like right. a lot of what the entrepreneurs in the workforce is doing these days is because they're operating from things like the lean startup right. or they're operating from, I don't need all of that space and I can be mobile and all that. We're eliminating a lot of the things that contribute to these stupid capitalistic problems that we have. Right just because people don't want to make the right decision when they know they need to, right? right? There's a little bit of willpower that has to happen, but you're sort of forced to do this kind of stuff in the entrepreneurial world. So I think it's great. I mean, I'm excited about it. I think that, you know, smaller communities, if are, you know, it, it's even more important that you have resources like yeah. these, um, you know, in a bigger community, yes, it can, real estate can be really expensive, but I, we're, but yeah, a, I mean, otherwise we don't progress. I mean, nothing, you know, you don't get roads. You don't get the infrastructure that we have here. And for those that don't know, there's there's some serious stuff here, not only for the military, but to handle the tech and the growth that's going right. to happen. 
and we're positioned a lot better than a lot of the cities in the U.S. that are way bigger than we are. True. So a good example of that is because of uh, the Navy base and because of Navy Federal being here, uh, we have we have dark fiber. Yeah. Um, which not cities of our size. I mean, you know, the bigger cities, yeah. Atlanta, they're getting Google Fiber, you know, and it's great. And you know, again, it makes it difficult for us to compete. Mm-hmm. But so you know, one Palafox, we have dark fiber. So that's why Coorganics has twenty gigs. We are wiring the entire city yeah. block right there. You could go yeah. down you there. You stream and, a whole movie in like three seconds. Yeah, you it's could, awesome. No blips, no blips. I mean, that's free. We're we've been providing that for about two years on between vinyl music and yeah. and, and and dollar. So house. I think it stops like right outside our window here mm-hmm. because that's the one issue we've had in our building oh. because of the way it's been wired. The touch points are are so mm. old, I guess. But it's it's important to have access to that. I know that there's people who are trying to recruit people from Austin, developers, coders, because Austin's market has taken off and has become completely unsustainable in terms of real estate. And so, you know, there are a lot of attractive things about a market like this where you can, you know, the traffic's not bad and, you know, you can relatively (laughs) get the bridge. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's true. The bridge. (laughs) But for the most part, when you look at some cities that are really dealing Mm -hmm. with infrastructure issues around traffic, there's Pensacola is, is in a position. We're in a position right now to really market ourselves. But what I do not see is a lot of. I just don't see effective marketing efforts. I think people don't know about it. I don't think you know people really understand what's here. And people who live outside and who've lived in major markets uh-huh. see it and understand it. And so it's a matter of being able to connect the people who see it with the people who don't see it. Right. There's nothing wrong. The people who don't see it. It's a very selective process, though. There's a lot of things we don't want to become, right? Oh, true. But at the same time, if you're not growing, you're dying. And that's just in anything in life. So we do need to grow. And the trick is growing responsibly and making sure that we put in the infrastructure now. And that's super important because a chunk of that BP money, a chunk of the Triumph Gulf Coast money, you know, there is this fear that, you know, a lot of it will just go to infrastructure because we don't have the strategic uh, yeah, partners together to put projects in the, that we don't the, need the right projects now. that, you know, we need for economic development, for right. example. Um, so, you know, one thing I will say is places like the cowork communities or incubators really need support, not just generally from the general public, but also knowledge. I mean, they also, need they well, the need... county. I mean, I think it needs to be a public private effort. The public does something, you know, the government does something and it's not necessarily going to be great. Private sometimes needs help. Together, I think we're better. I'd like to see more public-private ventures here because I think that that is what other cities are doing. Chattanooga. I mean, come on. Chattanooga is not exactly the most progressive. You don't think of that when you think of progressive cities. Right, but they are. They are doing some amazing things. 3D printing houses. (laughs) They're doing amazing things there. And there's no excuse that we can't be... That same yeah. St. Louis is another one that's mm-hmm. that's really started kicking butt that way. Um, Austin, you said Dallas is starting to get it together. Miami's got a really good co work environment. Yes, they do. I've I've um, they're coming out with like Emerge America and stuff like that. You know, I mean, there, there's things that are happening in these cities and markets that weren't there five ten years ago. You know. Yep. So. If you leveraged all of the assets in the state of Florida, mm-hmm. we would just dominate the world. It's a lot between tech, military, space. There's a growing coalition called Launch Florida right now. Yeah. That's all about um, we really have to, I mean, not just I say Northwest Florida has to join together, but 
all of Florida right yeah. now is is joining together to say there is real tech here. There is, um, you know, this is how much is going on. And, and, you know, we have a bigger platform through a coalition like that. We can say, you know, we can actually raise more awareness. Yeah, we yeah. can we're, we can raise more awareness outside of Florida that this is actually a place that you want to bring your capital investment. Um, Silicon Valley with a lot more sand. <laughs> I know. I was trying to think of a good name for for it. It's not like Silicon Beach It's because we don't do Silicon here, but. Whoever can come up with a good name for it, uh, that'd be great. Because we just need a marketing and awareness campaign. Yeah, because that's what Silicon Valley is. It's a brand. I mean, you get a couple of benefits for being there, but it's still outrageous. Well, and at the end it, of the day, at the end of the day, too, we have to be patient. We have to we have to have a long term strategic plan and be willing to stick with it because it is a slow burn. This is not yeah. overnight work that we're doing, and we can't just look at it like, oh, the, you know, yep. the government gave X Y Z dollars and nothing came of it two years later. Everybody's got to be committed to the long term. Yeah. So that's also great advice for any entrepreneur or startup. It's the long game. Mm-hmm. Don't fool yourself. If you think you're going to get in and get out real quick, you're in the, you're in the wrong business because it doesn't happen that way. Be patient. Yep. Be ready to eat ramen noodles for a lot longer than you thought. Yeah. Right. So. All right, we're getting to. We went forty-five minutes. Oh this gosh, is good. And we sorry, could still we can. I know going. we could talk forever about so, it. Well, we'll just we'll have to come back to it. But so, really, at the end of all this, for anybody that gets to listen to this later, uh, if you're interested, or you want to collaborate, or you want to talk, or you want to see some of those resources that are here, or you've got questions, or you've got a business idea that you need somebody to say yay or nay, I myself, Keith, will be more than happy to sit down with you. I'm sure Giffney would mm-hmm. too. We would love to start connecting some more dots here. And really start honing in on some of this stuff and let's see what's capable. Right? I love it. Let's do it. So if people want to find out more about your space, where do we send them? Um, we Other are, we have kind of a, a hard we hat. have cut, actually our, our website is, we're, we've got a landing kind of landing page up right now before we launch our, our site. We are open. Um, there's information on our site, www.coworkannex.com. Um, we have events regularly. We also have a meetup, uh, Pensacola co-work meetup on meetup.com. You can check us out there. We post all of our events there. Uh, we do lots of different events and we host meetings. So if you're looking for a place to host your meeting or have a meeting or get together, we'd we, love that. We need to do like a mingle like yeah, next month. That'd be like great. Co-work and collab. Yep. Mingle. You guys come over here. We do taco Thursday. Yep. First Thursday of every month. Yep. Might not be a bad idea. Yeah, so we're gonna do uh, something at Gallery Night. We have lockers. We have these old school lockers that we're putting in our uh, in our space. Yeah, because it's got kind of this lofty urban Brooklyn, you know, yeah. cool so, feel. Well, so I've been on the third floor. That's yeah. not what it's. No, looks. Okay. we have eleven thousand square feet on the second floor. That overlooks Palafox. It's gorgeous. It's so beautiful. It's like but, white wall boards and, and uh, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. It's, yeah, it's really gonna be cool space. But we have these old school like lockers that. Um, I was like, dude, let's make these like uh, street art. Like, let's put them out on the gallery street yes. and let like the public kind of like the whole, you know, yeah. graffiti wall. That I think we do. Susan said something about that. Actually. Yeah, because I, I think I mentioned it to Bobby. But yeah. so, yeah, I'm like, Ooh, let's crowdsource the locker art and uh, show what we can do when we collaborate with art and the community. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So cool. look for us at gallery night soon. That's how I did the walls here. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. All okay. Right. So coworkannex.com. Yep. Fantastic. Guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook. Or you can find us on our website at Pensacola.BusinessRadioX.com. Thank you very much for coming in today. Uh, this it was has great been to awesome. Be here. We have lots more to talk about. Yes. Uh, guys, it's been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. <laughs>